All right, you guys, we are rolling into another episode of Return, and today we have a fun topic to talk about, and that is we want to start a conversation about persecution, and uh, there's a lot of scripture on persecution, but it's something that in our Western world we haven't really had to face uh, And so we want to look at some of the different verses in the Bible that talk about persecution. We want to talk about um, what the book of Revelation has to say about persecution, and then just also share some uh, stories of uh, what we've encountered recently about this subject. So we got a lot to get to today, and let's jump right in. All right, so fun topic, right? Persecution. Uh, again, this is something that we really don't face in the Western world, and um, I'm grateful for that, very grateful for that. But something that you cannot avoid when you read the scriptures is the amount that the Bible talks about uh going through and enduring persecution, uh, having perseverance like Christ did to, to endure the trials that come, um, even promises and and commands of Jesus that, that tell us about, you know, the nations hating us. And, and we're going to go through some of those verses in a second. And so I just wanted to kind of like start off this conversation on persecution to say, even though this is not our current state, it's so easy to see how things are ramping up, even in America, even in the Western culture. And I think the biggest thing that could be the shock to the church here is that when persecution comes, people are surprised by it, not prepared for it. However, you can be prepared, and, and maybe we'll talk about that a little bit more. But this, if you're not expecting persecution, it can be a, obviously a massive shock uh, when it does come. And so we want to kind of just talk about what does the Bible have to say about this? Why is it important for us even to just be aware, be prepared um, for it to come? And uh, then looking at what some of the scriptures have to say. So we're going to just jump right in. I want to start off by first reading Matthew 5 uh, verses 11. We know this is uh, the Beatitudes. So this is the beginning of the Sermon on the Mount. This is the laws of of the kingdom that Jesus gives forth. And, you know, it's a whole bunch of blessed are you, blessed are you if you do this, blessed are you if you're poor, if you're hungry and thirsty, all that stuff. Well, the last beatitude is verse 11, blessed are you, or sorry, even verse 10, blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when others revile you, persecute persecute you, and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad. For your reward is great in heaven, for so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Mm. So just to start, out of Jesus's own lips, 
there is actually a blessing associated with enduring persecution for his sake. And just really quick, I want to add that differential that it is enduring things for the sake of being a believer or for the the sake or, or the cost of being a disciple of Christ. It's not just, you know, you did something, you know, nice and someone got angry at you or whatever, and then you're bearing reproach for your own sake. But this is bearing reproach for the sake of, of Jesus. And out of his own lips, he says that there's a blessing associated and, and attached to that. Yeah. Yeah, if if it is if it is just suffering for the sake of suffering, then that would be very um, I don't know. In Mexico, we grew up thinking and being taught in Catholicism that that's that's the suffering is anything that causes you pain. That means that you're gonna have that glorious reward. But that distinction is very important. There is. We're doing it knowing that the name of Christ needs to be preached, needs to be known. So it is knowing that in a, you're going to have a financial restriction or a law against you or some kind of punishment physically because you are making known the name of Christ or preaching the gospel or living in a way that he told us to do that is counter-cultural and you do it, that's where the reward comes. That's what it's. the Bible calls it persecuted. And also in First Peter 4, verse 14, Paul says that if we are persecuted, if we are suffering with Christ in this way that we just explained, then it says that the Spirit of glory and the Spirit of God rests on us. So there's a reward in the heavenly places and also a reward forever that we will talk more about it but there's also an immediate an immediate reward and a, it's it's more than a reward it's a testimony that the spirit of glory is resting on you i i've heard a couple of comments about that when people have been persecuted or read in books and what i remember the most is that it's not that god shows up because he's pleased and now you are getting beaten up is that <clears throat> because of because of the difficulty of the persecution your body is breaking your mind is you're losing your mind or whatever the lord shows up but it's not that he was not there it's just that he allows you to feel the glory that is inside of you so he's resting on you but again, it's not that he was not there. It's just that the Lord allows that presence that is inside of us to be felt, to be to sustain us, to give us grace. And the example I can think biblically is when Jesus was being tempted in the wilderness for 40 days. And then after he was persecuted by the devil, by Satan, and he overcomes him, he says that angels came and served him. Same in the in Gethsemane, right? Then so he was he was a minister by angels over and over again and and that ha- happened also with the disciples so there's a reward forever but it's, there's also a reward for to sustain the one who's been persecuted and why we need to talk about these things because one of the things that we've been discussing me and Gabe is that uh, after having um, 
one of our brothers that you're going to talk about, um, Pastor Andrew, um, he, he, he was persecuted and, and he was in jail in Turkey for 18 months. And one of the things that he came to tell us here in Kansas City is that we need to know that this can happen to all of us very soon. So knowing that this is a reality that is coming globally for the body of Christ, we need to start examining what are the things that God promises for us if we endure these things. So knowing that I'm going to feel the glory of God, the, the spirit of glory is going to rest on me, it has to prepare my mind to know that I'm not going to be alone, to know that I'm not going to be just left like that, you know. So anyways, those are my initial thoughts on persecution. Yeah. A lot of people when, you know, they, they get timid or shy about studying the end times because they think it's all about persecution or it's, it's you know, the main emphasis is the saints are going to go through this great tribulation and, you know, that's just horrible. There's too many verses on persecution. So it's better that we just get out of here beforehand, right? And and that's why I think is part of the reason why the pre-tribulation rapture has become so popular is it avoids all suffering. It, avo- it avoids pain. But there's just too many verses in the Bible in general, like even outside of Revelation or outside of end time passages, there's so many passages that talk about rejoicing and suffering. Again, like that verse we just read, blessed are you when you're persecuted, reviled. Um, So I just want to say though, that it seems like there's so many verses on, on persecution or tribulation when you read through Revelation. But in reality, there's only something like 12 verses in all of the book of Revelation out of like, I'm pretty sure it's around 400 verses in in the whole book. Only 12 verses touch on persecution as the main thing. And actually Jesus and the apostles way more than emphasizing persecution, they emphasized for believers to be aware of deception way, way more than they emphasized any persecution. And so I think according to Jesus, the number one danger for believers in the end times isn't, you know, undergoing some trials and tribulation or anything like that. It's, are you going to be deceived? Are you going to follow some of these false Christs and, and false prophets that come? And so I agree with what Benji said. The number one thing I think that we can do to start preparing and I don't know if you, you can ever maybe be fully prepared mentally, emotionally, physically. I don't, I don't know. But I think the number one thing to begin is just to know that this can happen. And I want to be so bold as to say that this will happen. Because when we look at Matthew 24, verse, um, let me see here, verse 9. Jesus is obviously Matthew 24. It's his uh, big end time passage. Verse nine, he says, then they will deliver you up to tribulation, put you to death, and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And I don't think it gets any clearer than that, that there will be a hatred all over the earth 
In every nation, there will be hatred by all nations towards believers. And yet we see verses from Paul where he just talks about how he rejoices in being able to uh, be counted as, as worthy to suffer as Christ did so that he would also be worthy of the resurrection. And you guys, I, I want to just say like, it's not that we have this down pat. It's not that like we're even ready for persecution. But I do want to say that this has been something that I've just been wrestling with the Lord in my personal journey. And I just feel, okay, baby steps. Like Jesus, just even take me baby steps into a little bit deeper into what the scriptures have to say about this. And I want to just say that like, as I've been reading some of these verses and, and meditating on, you know, these different things that I'm seeing Jesus say, or Paul say, or things in the book of Revelation, it just seems to me that there is actually a glory in persecution for the saints. And I don't want to unpack that in, in a, you know, big way right now, but I will say that there's verses in Daniel that talk about, you know, the saints being purified and refined and, and made white and how um, those of understanding are going to shine like the brightness of the stars in the firmament and and verses about, you know, those who overcome in the book of Revelation, there's a great re- reward for believers. I think even just the fact that Paul says, if I suffer with him, I'm also going to be raised with him. Like there is glory laid up for us and, and even um, a beauty to be able to participate in the sufferings of Jesus with him that I just feel like I'm on, I'm in the very beginning of beginning to understand what that means and what that looks like. But, um, I think there's a lot to be discovered there. So persecution, I think the number one thing is know that it can happen to you at any time and that Jesus is pro- Jesus promises that it will happen. If you can even just wrestle with that, you know, for the next little bit, I I can guarantee if you take that to the Lord in a conversation and just begin there, like, okay, am I even aware that this could happen to me? And then I think that's a really good starting place uh, for your walk with the Lord. Yeah, and also I've seen well, the Bible commands us in, in Hebrews 13 to to remember or to not forget the persecuted ones. I've seen, I've known one guy that, I mean, I've known a few people who have been persecuted personally, but um, this guy, Marcelo, which is not even his real name. Uh, he's from Bolivia and maybe he's even listening to this podcast. And I met him probably 16 years ago in Mexico and He's the number one trafficker of Bibles in Iran, in Iraq, in North Korea. And it's incredible what he's done. Hundreds of thousands and the hundreds of testimonies he has. And and also the dozens of times that he has been in jail. And also he's newly, he was newly married. His wife got detained in Iran and many bad stuff happening. But my point is this. I've, I have 
find uh, difficult to find people who are more free than those who have been persecuted by Christ. There's something about persecution and even opening your heart in conversation before the Lord. What what it does into your heart that makes you free from this world and the the it it all gains perspective. It all gains perspective on all of these rat race that we are in sometimes in trying to find our way to be more relevant, more important, having better stuff and all of these things. They get plumb lined by either someone that has been persecuted and you see them suffering by Christ. It 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 right away it gives you the perspective that they are living a better life even though they've lost it all. And and then you see the material things, you see other things that you've been craving and you know looking for and and it's that it's not that the love for the world disappears, but it, it changes. It's, it's it's weighty on you. It, it 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 brings some kind of freedom that we need to experience. And the the author of Hebrews says you need to you need to remember you need to remember the persecuted ones. And in in Hebrews twelve, actually one chapter before, he he says consider Christ, consider Christ, behold him. And consider him who suffered for all of us. And then in chapter 11, one chapter before, he's telling us, consider Abraham, Moses, David, all of these guys like Isaiah that was split in two. And all of these guys, they, they're going to get an inheritance. So either we are going to be persecuted or not. Just the, just the fact that we consider those who have been persecuted and and then we actually considered the persecution, the reality of it. It shifts something in your heart that brings you freedom related to our nationality or our citizenship, uh, which is New Jerusalem. It brings some, I will say, holy nationalism. It's, it's like I don't belong to this world because it's persecuting my brothers and sisters so why am I doing covenants with the world in the way that I think my dreams if they are betraying my brothers and sisters? So it brings the right enmity against the world and also love for the people in the world. But the Bible tells us you are enemies of the world. And when we are friends of the world, um, it's because we have forgotten uh, the persecuted church. So it's a reminder for us. Is something that we don't have to pray for. It's something we just have to consider. And just considering brings the reward in part. It brings preparation for your heart. And and it also plumb lines your life in, in a degree. Yeah, something that what you just said, we don't have to pray for persecution to come on us. Mm -hmm. Something that I read in this book by Francis Chan called Letters to the Church, I highly recommend that book. It's amazing. But something I appreciate that he was talking about was he was talking about suffering and it's not, he was talking about how it's not that we pursue suffering for the sake of suffering. It's that we pursue Jesus. And if we are really truly pursuing Jesus, then suffering will come. And that was something that just kind of like actually liberated me from feeling like, oh gosh, I'm not you know, I'm not suffering enough in life or whatever, this weird thing that you can kind of get into. But it's more like, 
oh, I want to love Jesus with all that I have. I want to give him my everything. I want to be a light. I want to be salt for his name. And then I know that as I pursue him, just to be aware that suffering will come. And when it comes, rejoice, be glad. And um, I think just to close this off, uh, I do want to share how we have the honor and privilege of, of getting to know Pastor Andrew Brunson, who many of you probably have heard of his name. He's been in the national news a lot over the last year, but he spent two years in in prison in Turkey for being a Christian. And anyways, the, you know, the Trump administration did a lot to get him out. They actually put so many sanctions on Turkey that it cost the nation of Turkey $40 billion dollars to hold Andrew Brunson. So finally they released him. And anyways, he's been um, here in Kansas City. I'm sure he has been traveling a lot too, but he's based now here in Kansas City and has been just spending a lot of time in the prayer room. And we had the honor of hearing from him uh, a couple weeks ago and um, even a few months back, he actually shared also. But something that has just been so encouraging listening to his story and gleaning wisdom from him has just been the example of how he was sharing how he really wasn't prepared for it and he went through this wrestle uh, the whole two years that he was in prison he said i didn't feel the lord's presence and yet hearing how his life has been afterwards and and what he sees the fruit of even uh, the Lord doing from his prison sentence. He says there were believers from all over the earth praying for him and directing their prayers towards Turkey. And now it's like little by little, we're starting to see even fruit of a, of a harvest in the nation of Turkey. Whereas before it's like the Christian population has been so small and evangelism has been so difficult. And so there's been fruit in, in that way. But then also, um, he wrote a song while he was in prison and um, recently produced it. And you can find it on Spotify if you just type in his name, Andrew Brunson. I'm pretty sure it's called uh, Worthy of It All or something like that. I, I can't remember. But he he writes in this bridge of, I want to be found worthy to stand before you on that day with no uh, fear or, or no regrets of cowardice. And just some of his lyrics are powerful. The things that him and his wife have been sharing of how they really feel like their mandate now is to uh, prepare, specifically the next generation, prepare the next generation just by saying, be aware that persecution can come and, and it is going to come. And anyways, I I think I want to talk more about his story and some stories that he shared with us in uh, future episodes, but it's just been massively encouraging to hear firsthand from a brother who has gone through things and, and endured persecution and just knowing that there's so much for us to to glean from someone like that. So if you haven't listened to his song, um, I super encourage you to go do it. It's incredible. Kind of got a little teary-eyed when I listened to it. But 
yeah, it's been a privilege to have him and, and, um, just even have this conversation opened up, uh, in our community and, and, and for it to be a conversation that we're having with the Lord. And so I just want to encourage you, if this has been a point of fear, if this has been a point of like hesitation on your behalf, just open up that conversation with the Lord take out your journal, write what, what he speaks to you about it. Look at some of those passages in scripture that are literally just everywhere, old and new Testament, and just allow the spirit to talk to you about it. So I hope, uh, this has given you a good roadmap to start and we'll plan to see you guys in future episodes. See you guys.